Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. Today is Tuesday, May 15th. Thank you very much for listening. I can be found as Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram, or you could email me at windsweptmonique at gmail.com, or visit my new website, windswepknits.com, and stream the podcast or read the show notes. Thanks again for listening so very much. There are thousands of podcasts out there for you to choose from, and I am honored that you are taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to mine. Segments this week include stash acquisitions, whips, cows, and running. So here we go. In stash acquisitions, well, you may notice that I took two weeks off instead of one, and that was on purpose. I held off uh, reason A is that I'm still in a finger brace, uh, part-time now, but last week it was full-time, and I knew I'd be getting no knitting done. And reason B is that I also knew what I would be getting for Mother's Day, which is a spinning wheel. can't believe it. I'm so excited. Um, so as I said, uh, my finger still isn't healed yet, so I'm in a finger brace part-time, and I can't knit nearly as much as I want to. So my boys bought me a lindrum. Uh, they also got the very fast flyer, so I can spin cotton. Spoiler alert, yes, I told them what to get so they would know. Don't worry, they didn't actually choose it on their own. <laughs> but I am super excited and, yes, a bit daunted. Um, I have tried using it a few times, and I'm horrible at the moment. I hold my fiber too close to the wheel to get a good spin in the cotton, and so it just either gets yanked out of my hands, or um, no, not much happens, and the... Um, leader just spins around the bobbin as opposed to actually having any uptake. <laughs> but I know I'll get better. I'm practicing a little bit every day and that is helping. Also, I'm used to having the fiber not move while I'm drafting since I spin on a spindle. So balancing the spin with, so balancing pulling back to get the draft I want with the actual spinning motion of the fiber and the pull up onto the bobbin is challenging. Luckily, I know exactly what I'm looking for in a spun cotton because I do spin on a spindle and I enjoy it a lot. So a few times I've managed to get out a very small amount of decently spun cotton onto the bobbin before something goes completely haywire and it goes all to pot. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to tell you how excited I am to have a tension lazy cape and a plying head so I don't have to ply on a drop spindle. Really looking forward to that. Far fewer knots on the finished product. But um so my, my goal is to spend, you know, ten to fifteen minutes a day for the next couple months just practicing. That's how I get good, better, decent at spinning on a spindle. Just practicing every day for ten, fifteen minutes a day and suddenly one day, click, there it was. And so I'm sure the same thing will happen with this. Also there is a yarn shop not far from here that also has spinning classes. So I'm debating, you know, maybe for Christmas or something, asking for a one-on-one spinning class where I can just have somebody sit down with me and cotton, not cheap wool, and, you know, work me through what I'm getting wrong. But I'm so excited and I am definitely enjoying it. My boys are loving it. They have both taken turns um, treadling on the spindle multiple times. They think it's a lot of fun. My two-year-old, it's about the same height he is, so he thinks it's magnificent. He can just go stand up on it and kind of walk, and it spins for him. Mommy, faster! Mommy, spin faster! So, we're all enjoying it very much. I also got one new skein of yarn from uh, Birdie's Nets down in Florida. 
it's one of her organic, I should say all her cotton is organic, but it's her Your Crazy is Showing colorway, and I will be talking about that a bit more later on, so I'll leave that for later. And spinning. I have been working on a new spinning project on my spindle, not on my wheel. I started this at the end of April. I'm using Hip Strings A Beautiful Day cotton colorway. This is from the first shipment of her cotton club back in January or February, which I highly recommend. Um, her colorways are gorgeous. I've only got a small amount of it done, but it is coming along beautiful. And, you know, Jill's cotton is just a joy to spin. I really enjoy working with it. If you ever want to try cotton, go to hipstrings.com. Her preparation is beautiful. Her colors are gorgeous. And if you are learning to spin cotton, she also sells the Easy Spin Cotton, which is actually a lot easier to spin. Um, as somebody who has recently learned to spin on a spindle and then progressed to regular commercially prepared cotton, I would definitely recommend starting with the Easy Spin Fiber to the point that I actually just ordered um, a package of Easy Spin Fiber to use on the spindle just to get practicing with that before I go to a regular traditionally um, machine carded fiber. Um, the difference is the Easy Spin Fiber has a little bit more crimp to it so it grabs more easily so uh, it's probably gonna it's gonna from what I'm told, this is coming second, third hand because I have never spun sheep's wool, but I'm told that some crimp in the fiber actually makes it easier to draft sheep's wool, and that's something that you, you um, sheep spinners are looking for. So to back up a tiny bit, traditionally uh, commercially machine carded fibers are um, have the crimp removed from the cotton so that the machines that are then spinning cotton into you know your, your cotton t-shirt, etc., etc., uh, don't have to deal with the crimp, whereas hand spinners we want that because it gives us it gives us the pull we're looking for when we're doing it ourselves. So um, Joanne, I think her last name is Rowan. I know I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but she's sort of famous for um, her cotton spinning, her DVDs, her classes, her stuff like that. She actually came up, I shouldn't say come up with. She actually found a manufacturer who would produce cotton slivers with the crimp still in the fiber. And then she's sort of the source of, of this cotton, and it, it's definitely great. I love it. And if you are looking to go, and also it's sustainably sourced. So if you're looking for a sustainably sourced cotton, this is also a great way to go. And it's produced here in the U.S., so you, you know what you're getting, if you take my meaning. Um, but de I definitely recommend starting with the Easy Spin Fiber if you're looking to spin cotton for the first time. Yeah, I know it doesn't come in all the pretty colors, but sometimes you just got to practice to get better at something before you get to play with it, if you take my meaning. On to whips. As I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I am working on the Lady and the Unicorn cross-stitch pattern. This is part of a series of medieval tapestries held at the Musée Cluny. In particularly, the one I am stitching is based on the tapestry labeled Amour sous désir, uh, uh, My Only Desire. And a few days ago, I finished working on the current chart page. Woohoo! So, to put it in context, I'm pretty sure I started that page at least five years ago. And I'm heading to stitching group tonight, so I get to stitch some more. I'm very excited. And um, this is a non-traditional cross-stitch pattern. Every square is stitched. Uh, for those of you who don't cross-stitch, usually with a cross-stitch pattern, there's a lot of open space. That's why you do it. That's why a lot of patterns are done on like a cream or a white fabric. That's the background. And then you stitch your design onto it. Well, this one is actually looks like a medieval tapestry. Every single square in the Ada cloth is stitched. I am doing it on, uh, I believe it's an 18-count fabric, so the squares are a lot smaller. And so it, it kind of, you know, you hold it up and it starts to look like a Monet painting with all the dots of color, that sort of thing. 
But um, it's been a lot of fun stitching again. I, I didn't realize how much I missed it until I picked it back up again. I actually learned to stitch when I was a wee lass. I was, I think, three or four when my mom taught me. So cross-stitch was truly my first love of crafting until I found knitting. And I've definitely left it by the wayside since I started knitting a lot. And I actually have some knitting whips. Woohoo! I have put a row or two onto my Changing Staircases shawl by Jenga Knits. This is a shawl inspired by the Harry Potter books, the way these staircases, staircases are constantly changing in Hogwarts. And I'm working on it in Musu, which is a 100% bamboo yarn from the Fiber Lady. That is a yarn shop out of Texas that I met at Stitches United. I've also put a few rows on my 52-stitch sock, which I'm doing using the Fish, List, Fish Lips Kiss Heel. That is surprisingly hard to pronounce. Now I know I hear everybody else tripping up on it in their podcasts. <laughs> and I'm working on it in Kobasi by Haiku, which is a bamboo, cotton, silk, and nylon blend sock yarn. And last but not least, I have a new cast on. I cast on a new shawl for myself on Mother's Day. I'm joining the Addition by Subtraction Mystery Knit Along, albeit a few weeks late. And this is a mystery mystery knit along. And by which I mean, it's a murdery mystery knit-along, to be exact. You know, I love a good murder mystery novel. Agatha Christie is one of my all-time favorite authors. I own most of her books. So even though the story is more of a film noir-type tale, uh, it's still right up my alley. Which, each, With each clue, you actually get a new piece of the story, along with a new piece of the pattern. And I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm on the first clue. And I'm having a blast playing along. I believe Clue 3 just came out a few days ago, so I am way behind. I did have to rip back a few rows because my fourth color wasn't quite working right with the others. But luckily I had a good, a good, a different colorway on hand that worked well with the ones I had chosen. This pattern was designed and released along with the local yarn store day festivities. So I chose stash I had on hand from my yarn store that closed, along with one color from a local-ish yarn store. And I did order one skein from an indie dyer. Um, the skein I mentioned earlier, Birdie's Knits from Florida, the uh, Your Crazy is showing, because I just didn't ha you need one kind of crazy zany colorway, which I did not have. And um, her hand-dyed organic cotton is to die for. <laughs> so the pattern calls for a light color, a dark color, a rather zany color, and a color to tie it all together, all in fingering weight. So for the light color, I'm using Ito Yarns Washi in the Crocus colorway, which is a pale purple. This is a Japanese-style paper yarn. It's lace weight, and I'm holding it double. And the interesting thing about this yarn is I bought it a while back from a local-ish yarn store, and I tried holding it single, or you know, using one skein of it at a time, and I did not like the way it was coming out, but now holding it double, not only is it easier to use on my hands, I like the fabric a lot better. Um, so, you know, I really have kind of had a love-hate relationship with this yarn, but now that I work with it double, I would definitely recommend using it. Or even, you know, holding it double with maybe one of the silk yarns or something. I think it would make a really interesting fabric. So the dark yarn I'm using is Ito Yarns Kinu, a lace weight 100% silk in the gray colorway, which is a fairly dark gray. I'm also holding it double. The zany, as I mentioned, is Your Crazy is Showing from Birdie's Knits, 
which is a really crazy combination of every color you can imagine, but it, it the tones match. It's a kind of good, uh, darker like blue undertones to a lot of the colors, so the colors are, most of them are on the cool side, and it just works. It's a beautiful colorway. And lastly, I'm using another Kinu yarn, the Plum colorway, which is actually a dark pastel pink, if that makes sense. It's not purple, as the name might imply. And I've gone back and I'm now starting the fourth color again, and I am really excited to see how this shawl turns out because I need more shawls. In knit-alongs, okay, so I just want to talk about some knit-alongs that I am both participating in and or sponsoring that I thought you folks might want to hear about. If you listen to knitting podcasts, you've probably heard about some, if not all, of these. But on the off chance you haven't, I just wanted to share the love because being part of a knit-along can be so much fun. First up is the Geeky Girls Sheepy Spring Alf. That's for knitting or crochet or weaving or spinning, any of the Ravelry arts. That runs through May 31st. It's winding down. So be sure to go get your finished items posted ASAP. I am a sponsor of this one. You know, with the finger being out of commission, I have not been able to knit myself for this one. But the Geeky Girls run some great craft alongs, so I definitely would recommend checking out their next one. I think the next one starts next month. But uh, you'll have to double check with their next episode to let, to find out for certain. Next up, starting just in about a week or so, is the Knit Girl Stash Dash. That's their annual whip finishing knit along. Compete against yourself to see how much yardage, or I should say meterage, you can complete from May 25th to August 27th. Can you knit 1,000 meters, maybe a whole 5K? Some crazy folks out there actually knit 10,000 yards, or I should say knit or spin. Now it's knit crochet and spin. I've forgotten if weaving is involved, but the finalized rules will be on their Ravelry group. You can go check them out. One of the nice things that I love about this one is that you can knit just like the last row of the project and the whole yardage counts. It's basically, you know, how much can you finish over the course of the summer? It's not about starting from scratch and finishing by the end date. They honestly don't care. What I'm, what I've been debating doing is I've got a sweater that, um, with the sleeves, fit just fine, but the body doesn't fit. I knit it before I had a couple of kids, if you take my meaning. So I would love to just rip the body back and knit, you know, the torso portion, the shoulders fit, and and the stuff like that. So it might not happen this summer because, you know, I'm a little behind on some other stuff I needed to do, but I would really love to do that. So even just knitting a portion of the sweater would make the entire meterage from the sweater count. Um, Also, spinning counts. Uh, Last year, you could count the length of all the singles, so a 200-meter three-ply yarn would count as 600 meters. Uh, There are some votes up for rule changes. I have not seen the final yardage on that, or say the final answer on that. There was a a point about whether it should be the same rules as Spinzilla, where it was every meter that goes through the orifice, so a 200-meter three-ply yarn would be 800 meters because it then goes through the orifice for the plying. I believe the voting on that is going to wind up soon. So yet again, check with the rules in the Nick Girls Stash Dash threads in the Ravelry group. But that one is a lot of fun to take part in. There's always some great chatter there. Thirdly is the Innocent's Batter Up Cal. That's begun. Knit your way through baseball season. I am a sponsor for this one, too. And I'm hoping to actually join in since the shawl I just started is now since um, baseball season has begun. There are many opportunities for prizes across the season including at the All-Star break and during the World Series. So go check, go check out her Ravelry group. It's another great one to belong to. And last but not least, my Summer 2018 Be a Helper Cal. I 
decided to run this in tandem with Stash Dash because I know a lot of you will be trying to use up every last scrap of yarn for those three you know, three-ish months or so, and preemie hats and knitted knockers and whatnot are perfect stash busting projects. So the project rules will be the same as last winter. Anything you can knit, crochet, weave, or spin for any charity counts. Whips are just fine. I don't care when you started it as long as you finish it and give it to a charity. That's totally fine. One entry per finished object. You can enter 10 preemie hats, and that will count as 10 entries. So one, one entry in the thread per FO, please. Also, donating blood counts as one entry. Just post a photo of yourself, either you know, in the chair, with your band-aid, you take a selfie with your OJ afterwards, you know, whatever you want. You know, I, I just encourage you to go out and donate blood to your local organization. You know, the Red Cross is always dying for help, especially when the tragedies occur. Um, if you'd like to offer a prize for this cow, please PM me on Ravelry or email me at windswepmonique at gmail.com. Any prizes would be greatly appreciated. I'm going to be offering two skeins. Uh, the first skein is from Fishnet's Yarn. It's uh, the At Sixes and Sevens colorway, which is a self-striping merino nylon socket yarn. Yes, I know, I'm giving away sheep yarn, but hey, you know, I know you guys all love it, so, you know. Um, the second one will be a non-wool yarn uh, to be determined. I'm currently debating whether I should offer a silk yarn or a cotton bamboo yarn, maybe something that those of you who are used to knitting with sheep would not have tried, but maybe a, a fun one that you guys wouldn't you know, wouldn't necessarily purchase on your own, but that I think you would enjoy. I'm still trying to find exactly the right one. If you have thoughts on which yarn I should offer, please let me know. I would be happy to hear those thoughts. And on to the last segment. Whew, we're running a little bit long today, but there was lots to catch up on after being on hiatus. So, running. We'll keep this one short. Uh, my running training is going really well. I'm kind of surprised. I was honestly expecting for the wheels to fall off the bus by now, because that's been my life for the past three years. But uh, things are going great. So I'm walking my son home from school most days, probably three or four out of five days a week. So that's a mile and a half every afternoon. Some days I run, run, walk. And some days it's just a lazy stroll, you know, an active rest day with my little guy in the stroller. Yesterday I did my first four-miler since before I was pregnant with my youngest son, who's almost three. And that felt great. It was so nice to hit that distance again. Historically, the four to six mile area has been my least favorite distance, but I wonder if that's going to change since I haven't tackled that distance for years. Priorly, prior to that, my favorite distance was doing, you know, an eight to 10 miler every weekend, every other weekend, and then just, you know, doing what I could squeeze in, in the middle of the week, you know, a couple miles here and there, that sort of thing. But uh, I think the fact that my legs can now take me four miles again, it's really exciting. I will admit I have been very lax about strength training the last couple weeks uh, between, you know, having my finger in the finger brace and my little guy's been a little bit off and stuff. I think he might be teething again. So, um, but now that I'm only wearing the brace part-time and life seems to have calmed down a little bit, I'm strength training uh, more, a little bit more regularly. I'm aiming for twice a week. You know, I need to listen to my own advice, eh? Right? Yep. No, I hear ya. Um, definitely if I want to stay strong and prevent injury, I need to strength train more. Um, I also want to start going to some yoga classes again, which I haven't gone to in a couple months. They have for a great gentle yoga at our local YMCA and it's a really great, it's a great class. The teacher is lovely and it's full of, you know, either injured folks, um, you know, folks who just need to take the yoga a little bit slower, adaptations and stuff like that. And I really appreciate it as somebody with, you know, knee issues and, and back issues recently. 
a nice slow yoga class just to really kind of stretch and settle. Feels so good. So I'm going to go ahead and end the show here before we go too long. I know I always keep this show short because we all have way too much to do in our lives. And we're already well over 20 minutes, so this is a long one for me. So I hope you all have a marvelous week. And I hope those of you in the U.S. had a wonderful Mother's Day. Whether you're, you are a mother, you're a mother-to-be, you're a mother who wants to be, you're with your mom, you're missing your mom. I just hope you all had a really great day. And be sure to keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye.